3: Welcome to episode 98 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host Esther Newman and she's your co-host, that's Holly Taylor. We recorded this on that super hot Friday a week or so ago, so you'll have to forgive us for kicking off proceedings by discussing underboob sweat and cold showers. Holly is very brave here, I am not. This week we have a special guest on the show, Anna Harding from The Running Channel, who we've had on before, along with a very special appearance by Ralphie the Interrupting Dog. I wanted to get her on again because she has run many, many marathons. I'm kicking off my London Marathon training, Holly's kicking off her half marathon training, and I suspect a number of you are in the same boat. I'm having collie wobbles about my training. I need tips about how to ramp up and good things to do midweek. And what I shouldn't be doing. I wanted to pick her brains about what she's learnt in the course of all her training and what I can learn from her. I ask her about her mistakes and what a training plan should look like for someone like me. We also talk about half marathon training and get her practical advice on what we should be doing, how often and how far. So we're doing all that and we have a special treat for her at the end as we invite her on as our very first proper guest on the Women's Running Quiz. And we're not going to stop doing this, by the way, until we've had actual complaints. And so far, you've all been very silent on the matter. So we're going to quiz away. If you like this podcast, you will love Women's Running Magazine. And I should know because I edit it. Right now, it's our summer sale. This means if you become a member of Women's Running Plus right now, you can get your hands on your first issue of Women's Running for just one pound. Holly and I are very excited about this. Get yourself along to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter wrss22pod at the checkout and you can have a shiny new copy of Women's Running for a quid. That's wrss22pod. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> we all find this funny, don't we? We have been talking for like hours and then I know. we just pretend we just said hello. But, I know. Yeah. We
2: do tend to um, you know, have extra secret chats before we do maybe we should release them chats. to release them to the patrons. <laughs> We'd get
3: fired, but yes. <laughs> Ah, oh, Holly how are you it's Friday. I know it's
2: Friday and it's absolutely stonking isn't it. So hot. It's so, so hot. hot. Yeah,
1: it's
2: it so won't hot. be when this
3: comes out I bet. I no, bet it's absolutely it'll be pissing to- down. and Yeah yeah, drizzling moment, and nasty. We, we are talking on that really really super super hot day um, mid-June so that's yeah I've just been outside my house is actually relatively cool. Um, not in style, but in temperature. Yeah, so I kind of had nice. the
2: same. I popped to Co-op, and actually, that was meant to be my little sort of break. That I was like, I'll go and have a walk. It's bloody stonking in here, and actually, yeah. it was more horrid out there. And now I'm a bit feeling a bit, bit more. Um, yeah. I'm very, very sweaty. Are you? I, when? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> so when we sweaty. were recording earlier. So again, for strange continuity reasons the the lovely chat that you're about to hear yeah. with Anna Harding from the Running Channel um was um filmed filmed recorded I recorded. suppose technically yeah. also filmed um <laughs> this morning um and I had so much under boob sweat oh that I had to sort of gather the t-shirt that I was wearing underneath to kind of soak some stuff that's why I've changed since then to soak some stuff up and I was really embarrassed I felt like doing that just me and you I would have told you but I was like, I can't tell Anna Harding that I've currently got my t-shirt rolled up underneath my boobs to try and catch some (laughs) of the under boob sweat (laughs) that's going on
3: Oh. I think she'd be um fully appreciative of of, she of probably the would. style choices in order to minimize the yeah I went I went for a run this morning. You um, did brave brave I did brave. Uh, yeah I did but it was the temperature was it was at half 6 and so actually it was fine. It yeah. was absolutely fine. But I was wearing a top um this was the first run of the year where I went for a run without a vest under my top. I <gasps> normally go with a vest to sort of hold me in um mm-hmm. i don't know why I do that I've just got so used to it anyway, so this is the one one the only time that i've been with just a top on maybe this I mean, is, and, a maybe is a revolution maybe it's a bit revolution i didn't mm. really like it very much I must admit um but the the top is a kind of it was a sort of part merino part something else so it feels <gasps> it felt like a really really soft kind of cottony tencel kind of material really yeah. really light, really lovely oh good like when um, you said merino wool I just immediately started oh, no, no, like, no, back not, not... my knees started dripping yes it wasn't knitted <laughs> okay, you good. know I wasn't wasn't wearing a sweater it was a very 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 thin t-shirt um uh it's the kind of thing you know when you're used to wearing kind of proper technical tops and technical whatever and and you are used to that kind of wicking away. And yeah. this doesn't do that quite so much. So I did I came back not only with a big front bib, but also, as Felix pointed out, a massive back bib of sweat. And oh. the sweat had also gone through my leggings. So my I had like a little round spot over my belly button. And a little oh, and, and a slightly bigger kind of lower back. It was not not actually cute. I looked <laughs> disgusting. And then I did that, I had to run straight into the shower and then I didn't stop stop sweating. I think for another 45 minutes because I think mm-hmm. when you come back from a hot run and get yourself straight into a shower it's it's bad
1: it's, it's bad. not good
2: it's not good you've got to whim off it I'm afraid I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hate him
3: you do and I'm never doing that uh, <laughs> I I've don't want your but yeah, you but
2: that's, yeah that's it could be could be chill blame scenario if you're absolutely boiling and then you do yeah that. I get yeah. in and I do I do all of the stuff that I'm I'm not I'm not doing my full shower like that so I'll have a normal temperature shower to wash my hair and whatever but um then I will do it started as just we did 15 seconds as Doug and I both do it and then and we go come on you can do it to the other to each other (laughs) it's supposed to be so good for you you actually do it proper proper Uh, frozen cold maybe I'm not doing it quite the level that that Wim Hof would want but it's 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 certainly I turn it to below 15 degrees on our yeah. which so maybe maybe it's about 10 degrees or something that's probably oh not God. that hot but but I think that's that cold, really, but it feels really cold yeah. and then I've now got it up to about a minute that I might do it <sighs> for I know but I don't and properly it... time it I just I just kind of go like you just do it yeah whoop, 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 and see how many I can do does it does it
3: make you feel good
2: yeah, it does make me feel quite energized. I'm not gonna lie, I don't feel like I'm I'm ready to suddenly do like bit, you know, parkour my way over to the other building over there or something. <laughs> no, I, I, I do feel a little bit more energized when I do it in the morning. Oh wow. Yeah.
3: Weird. I, kind of, I think I think it's incredibly brave. I still I don't know if I'd ever, ever I was I was thinking about myself when um I was just this week I was thinking about when I went to Club La Santa mm. and I was thinking about how I um I, I went for a swim in their lovely pool um on my own yeah was, and, was it was it chilly in there or well that's the thing right it's September in Lanzarote so you kind of you think it's going to be it I don't think it was chilly but because I'm so shit with coolness with cold whatever, that yeah. like, everyone else was just like, woohoo, and like dive bombing in there and, you know, whatever. And there was me very gingerly sort of going centimetre at a time and all of me screaming. Got rubbish. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do the shower.
2: Maybe, but definitely if you're going to, do an incremental, start incremental. in the warm and then yeah. just do some little bursts of cold. But I was, I was actually going to ask you because I saw an interesting... An article about yeah. running in the heat, and it sounds yeah. like you went at half past six in the morning, which is what you' what you should do um yeah. but it said in this thing because I was going to go to a spin class um at lunchtime I didn't have time because we had too many things on but yeah. um i i in the end i i i didn't I got a bit nervous about it because I saw this article that said if it's twenty eight degrees or above, which obviously yeah. I shall tell you the temperature right now. Yeah, twenty-eight degrees exactly. So this would be when <laughs> right. I was when I roughly when I was in my spin class um, yeah. that you should cancel all exercise. That's the, really that, that, that was the sort of cut-off point. Yeah, oh. twenty-eight degrees. But then I thought, well, if you live in Lanzarote, yeah, I know. Yeah,
3: I th- maybe it's to, to do with your normal kind of temperature or something. I have yeah, no idea. Maybe this but, was um, a UK specific
0: maybe. recommendation.
3: I mean, I've, I've definitely run in that temperature. I don't know if, yeah, I've definitely run in that temperature in this country and abroad. um, I'm not saying it was my funnest ever running, but I've definitely done it. I think it's just you do. It's like with everything, isn't it? You just have to be doubly conscious of hydration, yeah, and like triply conscious of being kind. And therefore, if you feel like you're struggling, to just cut it short.
0: Yeah, uh, the other thing that
3: that the spin is fine. That's you're in a.
2: I know I would have been. I could. I could have sat underneath the um, aircon, aircon, which I try and do. But then this bloody woman. She. All, she really annoys me. Actually, she always um. gets in there first, and she. She doesn't actually sit in front of the aircon. She gets the best place because there is an open door, and oh. she comes and she puts her bike right in front of the open door, and then like, I. I can't get anywhere near the lovely air, but um, that's a good point about taking it slow. For anybody, I know that obviously this isn't going to be very timely, but we hopefully will have some more nice sunny days this summer. Um, that the other thing that this article said that I thought was interesting was to follow your heart rate rather than your pace when it's really yeah. really hot. So yeah. you're trying to compete with your usual heart rate rather than trying to compete with your usual pacing.
3: I think that's yeah, that's that's a really useful. In fact, I've just been speaking to Laura Fountain about the next lots of lots of training plans. Mm. Um, for the for the magazine where I've been asking her to create them um rather than specific pace but against your rate of perceived effort instead so yeah. um I think we're going to try and do a few of those for 10k but anyway um that's all coming up in the next yes few months um but coming up right now is me and Holly having a brilliant chat with Anna Harding um all about marathon training and training plans and When it doesn't go to plan and when it does go to plan and all of that, because she knows all that stuff. And um and then there is a little treat at the end because uh Holly has a little quiz because that's our new favourite thing. I know it's our absolute new favourite thing. So now we've just now
2: we're gonna get all of the unwitting guests to get involved. So (laughs) Exactly. Spoiler alert, as the only guest to do it so far, Anna is top of the leaderboard.
3: (laughs) She is. So enjoy this and we'll be back afterwards to have a little chat then. Thank you so much for coming on at sort of the last minute because of my panic. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, we we really wanted you to come on because, um, well, because I'm sort of flailing around a little bit, and I know that you have run marathons, uh, plural, and um, and so and, and lots of people right now will be facing their first week of training for the london marathon Mm. it's about Mm. 16 weeks into the london marathon um and that's where i am and i feel a little bit at sea and could do with some expert guidance (laughs) um which so that's you yeah Um, so like yeah what 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 would you say to someone like me what do you do (laughs) what do i do
1: (laughs) (laughs) no I mean the thing is as well so I think I've now run about 11 marathons so the thing to say is that I've made the mistakes already so you don't have to yay love it (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's totally normal to get to that 16 week moment and go training plan starts now oh my God, what have I done? And um, I think the first thing is like, don't panic. 16 weeks doesn't feel like a lot when you say 16 weeks, but it is. And by giving yourself that amount of time, you've got wiggle room as well in case Mm. things do go wrong. Life gets in the way. We have a heat wave. Like today it's really, really hot. It's like plus 30 plus degrees. And if your training plan says you've got to go out and do an interval session today, don't do it. You're not going to benefit anything from it. You're going to be miserable, you're going to be hot, and you're going to feel probably disheartened that you've not done what you set out to achieve today because it's too hard. Mm, yeah. And so it's okay to skip sessions. I think that's really important, not to be a slave to your training plan. Yeah. Um, but then so, I guess just sorry, just to no, like no, no, strip it on. all the way back. The first yeah. thing to to ask you for your training is what's your goal with this marathon?
3: Oh, God, no. I don't know. I, re- I, t- I want Okay. Goal A is to run the whole way round. Great. Okay. okay. That's goal yeah. A. Mm-hmm. Um, Goal B is... Do you like how we've
2: learned from the last time we spoke to you, Anna, with these got goal yeah. A, B and C? Sorry, <laughs> I to carry on. <laughs> um,
3: I, am, I am never, ever going to be fast, so I never want to chase... Faster and faster and faster times. However, I do have my time from when I did the virtual London, and that's in my head as a great big naggy nag McNag. Mm. And um so actually, goal B or goal C, I wouldn't mind getting four thirty or a little bit below. That'd be nice. Yeah. Okay. Um I like it
1: so uh, so that's great so what you need to do is is set those goals straight from the off is what are you aiming for because if you haven't really got a goal to go for mm. then you will find yourself flailing around you haven't got that thing that's really pushing you so if you're if you're running in a race if it's like you know sports day at school there's like 10 kids running your goal is like to cross the finish line first we know that that's not going to be the case when you're running a marathon because yeah. if Elliot kipchoge is on the lineup i'm sorry esther but you haven't got a chance <laughs> okay <laughs> so <laughs> but we have goals and that's you know we're chasing it, you're physically chasing after people in sports day because you can see them but when you're running a marathon everyone's doing their own thing and you don't know what their goal is and it's not sensible to chase after them so what you need to do is chase after your goal mm-hmm. and the way that you do that is then through the training and you can't do your training if you don't really know what you're training for
3: yeah I get that and actually I think that was a huge mistake that I made earlier this year when I did a half marathon with no goal Mm -hmm. Um, and all I had was a bunch of um, my previous PBs in my head but I kept on trying to say to myself, don't chase it, don't chase it, don't chase it because I had two quite close together Mm -hmm. Um, and so my my kind of in my head I was like, right, I don't want to push myself for this first one because I've got the second one coming up Mm -hmm. Um, and because (gasps)
0: traditional
3: Ralph
1: again
2: hello Ralph. Ralph. welcome back to the friend of the pod Ralph
1: (laughs) friend of the pod Ralph
3: (laughs) it's very excited I bet it's a postman
1: I think it is sorry (laughs)
3: Um, (laughs) quite all right um yeah so I think it really hampered everything about that particular race it was my worst my most uncomfortable half marathon that I've ever done (laughs) Mm. Are,
0: mm.
1: and that you know that's not what you want because you know this is going to be your first in-person marathon yeah and so you know even if your goal is enjoy it and that sounds really masochistic because it's like how can you enjoy a marathon yeah. but some people's goal is just to you know finish it get the medal and, and be a marathoner mm. and that is an incredible goal to achieve anyway not everyone runs a marathon and I think we can get really caught up in our own little echo chambers as runners because we follow runners on social media everything that we're fed in you know day in day out is all about running and it feels like everyone's run a marathon but they haven't and it's a huge deal to to do a marathon and I think anyone who's listening who this is their first marathon my advice is for actual race day which will seem a long way off is Mm -hmm. Soak it up, take it in. This is the only chance you will get to run your first marathon. And those memories will stick with you forever. Mm. And if you have a terrible time like you did at your half marathon, Esther, like you're not going to really want to remember it, which is really yeah. sad.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so tell me about... um and and all of this, I think a, a lot of this is going to be applicable for Holly, who's got a half marathon coming up as well. Yeah, I'm not, I,
2: I'm not quite staring down the barrel yet because. <laughs> Though, so, of course, we're both very excited <laughs> about these upcoming races, as you can tell, um, because I've got a few more weeks. Mine isn't until kind of the end of October, whereas yours is right at the beginning, isn't it? And mine's a 12-week yeah. plan rather than a 16. So I've got a few more weeks still. Um, but it is still all quite important because I haven't done an in-person race for uh, two and a half years, it will have
3: been. Yeah, two and a half years. Yeah. yeah.
2: and. I'm aware that I'm a bit slower and it's just trying to, similarly to Esther, not have a previous time in mind that like, just, I think just similarly, probably my goal A is running it from start to finish. That's, that's all I want to be able to do.
1: And I think this kind of harks back to the last time we spoke I know, on the podcast. I think it where, you know, we were talking about COVID and like, you know, our our running has completely changed from where we are mm. now to where we were two years ago because we haven't had those in-person race opportunities. You know, motivation's maybe been a bit low because you haven't had that target to train for for a goal race. Mm. And so you can't really compare yourself to where you were two years ago because you've you've changed so much because life has you know dictated that that has has been the way. And um, I think actually a really good um, tip that I learned when I was le- um, training for my first marathon was to book in a race of a shorter distance mm-hmm. in the lead up to the right uh, to the, the actual race. Yeah, just to remind yourself of all the little sort of race day <laughs> That's quite nuances a good idea. and like. You know, get yourself prepared so that you don't turn up on race day and get that real flutter of nerves because you're like, oh, my God, I have not been in this situation for a long time. People react differently to being in crowds of people. You've got to think about things like backdrop, toilets, timings, breakfast, loads of things to think about. And you can really practice your race day plan in a race of a shorter distance that actually doesn't really mean as much as your goal a race yeah
2: I think that's a good idea we've been talking for a while about trying to do one there's like a local relish running thing Mm -hmm. that um is I think you can do all manner of distances can't you Esther
3: yeah although you're slightly upset that you can't really do the color run there's a color run but it's supposed to
2: be for children (laughs) No. No.
0: I <laughs> but they do, do a, but they do they, they do, do, do a, a five and a ten don't
2: they and I think maybe yeah. just signing up for one or two of those along the way yeah. might
3: yeah. be a good and idea actually, i i've I have found in the past when i I felt a bit more kind of race ready that park run
0: mm-hmm. I,
3: I know it's not not a race no um but it, it, it is it does tend to be your tempo run because you try and push yourself a bit. And running exactly. with other people, it just gives you that little kind of oh, Definitely. Feeling. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, for sure. It pushes you on because, like we say, it's not a race, but you can't help but be slightly competitive when you're surrounded by other people who are running. You're more likely to keep going and not give up because it feels hard because you you have got a finish line whereas if you're out on a training run your finish line might be home um and you might be more tempted just to like stop and walk the end bit which is fine obviously if you want to do that but it just gives you that real quality training session um one of my favorite marathon training sessions when I was training for Berlin marathon last year um was run 5k two park run easy and then run park run hard, so, you know, as, as as hard as you want to to run it, and then 5K easy home, and then you've clocked up a 15K run on a Saturday morning before, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. Brilliant.
3: Yeah. God, that's a good one, but it just sounds really tough right now. I know. Now. You, me, know you know we'd be on her. the start you...
2: line going, oh, she's run here. <laughs> she's, like, oh. <laughs> she's running
3: back <running laughs> on as well. I she's going to run. <laughs>
1: I do get lots of eye rolls. So I literally, I'm like locking up because I have to do a few laps around the top field, which is where everyone's congregating. Because if I've misjudged the distance, I'm like, I'm still running, and people are like at the start line waiting for the briefing, and I'm like, oh god, I'm that idiot that's running, and people are like, it hasn't started yet. What are you doing? But I think you'll find there are a lot of um, there are a lot of people who do use parkrun in that in that sense. Mm. Um, I think yeah. I think it's colloquially referred to as a parkrun sandwich okay i Aww. like
2: that that makes it I, I yeah like that makes it quite easy to get that... on board with because it's an intentional yeah. well, because you've
3: just called it some a food group exactly, so we're, we're happy <laughs> exactly. With that.
2: well also i think the, the the association that i have with with people who run to park run and run home is usually that they sort of it, it's, the, it's disorganized that it's like it's like oh you know okay everybody's around me I'm gonna run make it you know it's a, a slightly showy offy thing but knowing that it's a completely organized you know plan part schedule of plan. part of it then mm-hmm. I love that I could definitely get on board with that
3: yeah. <laughs> but what I wanted to ask is you mentioned um that you had made some mistakes with your marathon training before mm what are they so i don't do them
1: <laughs> yeah so um most i think i mostly made the mistakes all during training for the first marathon which is understandable yeah. yeah um i think the big one was um not fueling properly so and when i say not fueling properly there's sort of two strands to it there's like everyday life and then there's mm. like the actual uh, training runs yeah so um with the everyday life thing when you're marathon training and even half marathon training, when you're training for a, a long distance run, you're putting your body through a lot
2: mm.
1: during the week because you know we're, so, we're we're not elite athletes, right? So we've still got our lives to lead. Mm. We're still running around here, there, and everywhere. We've got works. People have got kids to run around after. You know, mm. there's all of that stuff that you're doing anyway. Then you throw in, like, hours of training, whereas normally, you know, you might go out for a casual couple of runs a week. And all of a sudden, you know, you're using so much energy. And I think I massively underestimated when I first started marathon training how yeah. much additional energy I was using. And I was still eating the same that I mm. used to. Um, and um, I, I just – I felt – so tired and so flat and actually it then becomes a bit demotivating because you don't have the energy to then go out and run so it's Mm. completely counterproductive so I think eating and and really thinking about what you're eating and how much you're eating is um really key in the sense of not you know not in like a diet kind of way but in a I need more food like I'm I'm going to need more food
3: I did this I did this. I was training for the for the London Marathon in twenty twenty, mm. and so which didn't happen. And mm. over the Christmas beforehand, um, when I, I really started ramping up my training in kind of November December, mm. um, and yeah, I didn't eat more, and as a result, I got thinner. And yeah. by Christmas, I was thinner than I had ever been in my adult life. Yeah, um, and. Uh, which wasn't good. So I was definitely, uh, my BMI was too low. Mm. Mm. um, And weirdly enough, picked up injuries. So I would never have been able to run it anyway. So when it got to March, I'd done something really odd to my Achilles. So all of me was quite weak. My periods went off kilter in January. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I just, uh, yeah, I just wasn't, I I was still sort of limiting sort of my food in a really weird way. Mm. I felt terrible, absolutely terrible. Mm. And so the second time I trained, I didn't have that at all.
1: Yeah. And and that's like a super um, common thing to happen because, you know, as women, you know, there is that kind of thing about, you know, body image and all the rest of it. And and people seeing losing weight to that degree as yeah. a positive. But actually, yeah. when you get down to the point where your body hasn't got enough energy to even uh work your reproductive organs and your periods go all AWOL like that's a huge red flag and, yeah. and that's something that's being talked about quite a lot now in the running circles mm. is you know red s and it's um so relative uh energy deficiency syndrome and um you know you can cause yourself lots of problems in later life because of that you know osteoporosis and and brittle bones you will pick up injuries more more often and you're just going to dig yourself into a hole mm. and yeah. It's, it's, it's so interesting to, to
3: look look back at it now and just, I do think, I, I feel like such a twat, you know. It's just like, mm. why on earth was I, why didn't I just, you know, just have a little bit more pasta each night sort of thing? And then people don't talk yeah. about it though, do they? Like, I don't, I, don't, I think it... Not, no, not really. Yeah. And mm. I, I, was, I was definitely at the time, like bef- de- definitely that Christmas, just thinking, yay, look at me, I'm the thinnest I've ever yeah. been. Yeah. Rather than thinking actually maybe, like, maybe too thin. Yeah. And yeah. then that year um in 2020 because it was lockdown that, that naturally I put on like a little bit more weight or went back up to my normal kind of weight or whatever yeah. but still before that happened I had three injuries on the trot yeah from running and my yeah. running had a, I had a huge dip when everyone else was like oh I've never run so much in my life because of lockdown and I was like I've never run so oh, little don't in worry my same life I was it. just
2: rocking in a ball so- back and forth <laughs> and trying to fight away the demons
3: eating. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I just I had injury after injury after injury and it was yeah. all I now can look back at that and just think, well, that was actually that was because you know, I was weaker. Yeah. I yeah. was much weaker than I should have been when well, I thought I was really strong. Like yeah. Really. And,
1: and I mean that kind of leads on to another mistake that I made in training as well. So talking about injuries. So um I think this especially for, for new runners, so I I am a bit odd and went from couch to marathon which (laughs) Ah, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm pulling a funny face because I I mean I was gonna say I don't recommend it I mean I did Mm. it and uh, and it was fine and it you know I actually I I really enjoyed it um Mm. but it uh, it seems to be not the norm um and yeah perhaps wouldn't do that knowing what I know now but um, injuries, especially as a new runner. So if people are listening to this and it's their first marathon and actually they haven't run much at all, a lot of people who maybe put their name into the London Marathon ballot and didn't think in a million years that they would Mm. ever get a place, this is you guys. Um, So the buzzword like kind of phrase is like, listen to your body. And, And everyone sort of talks about it and goes, listen to your body. And it's like, I don't actually know what that means. But with the injury side of things, it's kind of like being able to tell when it's a niggle and when it's an injury. And everyone's got different like pain thresholds. Mine, mine's pretty high. Like um, people I've got like quite a lot of piercings and tattoos and stuff, and people are like, oh, that's like that's oh, I couldn't think of that. Like it's too painful. Mm. Um, so I I tend to have quite a high pain threshold. And I ran through injuries and um I it actually really scuppered my first marathon because I hadn't realized towards the end of my training on my long runs my my knee kind of gave way and i was like miles away from home on the canal in in yorkshire and was like i need to get a taxi home cuz i i can't even walk this yeah um but then sort of rested it for a couple of days did a few little runs yeah. and it was fine and i was like ah must have just been a bit of an anomaly i'll be fine and then when i ran the marathon which was edinburgh marathon my first one i got to uh between it was somewhere between 14 and 16 miles and that same pain came on again and it was excruciating and it turned out that it was um my IT band and it's the kind of injury that kind of presents over a long distance so because I'd gone back I was I I was really near my taper and so because I was cutting back the mileage and I wasn't doing any more long runs it didn't really flare up again until actual marathon day and um yeah, I I had to basically hobble the last 10 miles of it, which aye, aye. was excruciating. Um, and yeah, so now I, I think it kind of comes down to experience a little bit of, of knowing what feels right yeah. and what feels wrong. Mm-hmm. But, but now I am like, oh, this, no, this isn't okay. Actually, this isn't a niggle. Um, yeah. And, and and we you know as runners as as runners when we're ramping up mileage and things like that doing it sensibly is the way to you know avoid those yeah. those injuries from cropping up because you know overuse injuries that are super common shin splints plantar fasciitis are going to stop you in your tracks and so don't be tempted to try and do too much too soon
3: because and that makes me think about um the video of you doing it was Berlin, wasn't it? For was it Berlin when you were qualifying for Boston?
1: <laughs> I mean, I hobbled about the whole way thirty-five kilometers of that. <laughs> oh,
3: <wow. laughs> How did you do
1: that? Yeah, that and again, that was really that was a really tough one because um, so I my injury then flared up um, again in one of the lo- the final long runs just before taper, and it was a ba- a lower back issue that I'd never had. And, but it presented itself in my calf and in my quads mm. and in my knees. And it, it was really, it was a really strange one. Um And, and it, it kicked off at about 5k into the marathon and it was miserable. Um, so I wouldn't recommend, I mean, I probably maybe shouldn't have started that marathon in mm. hindsight. Um, and so, you know, there are, there are options out there as runners like, you know, let's not let's not kind of quit before we started. We're talking about training for marathons. Right. But, mm. you know, if you if you do feel like, you know, you're injured and you shouldn't start, you know, you can defer your place. And it might feel crushing yeah. at the time. Yeah. But sometimes it's for the best.
3: Yeah, I did. I, I deferred last year. So I suppose I was due to run last October yeah. and then deferred. And it was because of the tiniest injury. Mm. And mm. actually, it was an injury that had been brought on by footwear. Yeah, um, mm. and so within about four weeks, I was fine. Yeah, I was mm. fine. But mm. it was too much of a dip out of my training plan, so I just yeah. I knew that I would not be ready. That's what I had yeah. with um, Berlin, the Berlin half, and it was
2: really oh, it yeah. was really upsetting. But I think I I actually had no regrets about that in the end, because when we got there, I hadn't massively researched it. I didn't really know what I was getting myself in for. And when we got there, it turned out that there was a cutoff time of three hours. And so I was so glad that I didn't, I didn't go, oh, I'll just give it a crack. And if I have to hobble some of it, I'll have to hobble some of it because I probably wouldn't have made it over the finish line. And that would have been so demoralizing.
1: So yeah, and such a waste. And then, you know, you could have made your injury worse all for not being ex- able to even finish because you've been taken exactly, off the course. Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Holly, let's talk about Patreon because we're on Patreon.
2: We are indeed. After much discussion about its pronunciation, we've settled on Patreon and we'd love you to join us there. We would. We
3: would. And how much does it cost? How much
2: does it cost? So it can literally be as little as two pounds a month. um, And we're not even just going to uh, give you our undying love, which is a given, of course. You're also going to receive a special workout PDF with all sorts of helpful tips and tricks for your next workout on there. if you want to join us for £6 a month, um, which obviously is a little bit more, you'd still get the same, The Undying Love, maybe even a little bit more of it, plus... I think a bit more love, yeah. And you can also send us a question and be guaranteed that we are going to chat about it on the pod. You we know promise. know that we, we love promise. chatting about things anyway, but we, we promise this time, we, for, yeah. the, for the £6 a month, it'll definitely be on there. <laughs> yeah. um, and if and you th- join us for £15 a month, which... We would be there. You're receiving proper top tier undying love. Yeah, oh yeah. That's, um, then that's proper proper
3: agape love for fifteen pounds. Proper month, right? agape
2: love, as discussed. Yes. Uh, then uh, <laughs> you will also receive um a subscription to the digital edition of Women's Running, which we can attest is it's bloody amazing fab, and it's so yeah. useful. So you can read the magazine every, 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 every single yeah. month.
3: Every single month. Every single month. Every single month. So, so it's definitely worth that tiny tiny investment for this amazing podcast where like sometimes sometimes we talk about running, right? Very occasionally. So can I ask um, like so this is this is week 1 of my training and I don't, I haven't printed out my training plan. It's one of those things where I am I'm massively organized in all other aspects of my life, but I have been putting this off mm-hmm. and so it's there it's on my desktop and I haven't quite adjusted it to fit around me yet mm. and it's a bit too scary so um but I will do it I will do it probably next week but um what I wanted to know was how how do you start what what should the first few weeks of a marathon training plan look like What sh- what should the shape look like?
1: So um, what I would say with marathon training plans is that um, this is not a cop-out answer, but it's, it's completely down to sort of the individual. So um, it's about where you're at now. It's about what your goal is, um, mostly those two things. So mm. if you're already comfortably running base mileage, you, you, know, you, you do a few runs a week and what have you, um, your goal is to just finish, um, and finish in one piece. Um, most plans will, you know, you're probably going to look at, at, like a beginner to an intermediate plan. Mm-hmm. Like intermediate plans can actually be quite, yeah. um, savage. Spiky. Yeah. 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 And and so don't, um, you know, when you're looking for your plan as well, I think, you know, right back to the start of what, wh- where do you get your plan from or what plan's right for me? I think don't be afraid to call yourself a beginner. Just because you're, yeah. um, you've been running for a while, mm. you might not put yourself in that beginner category. And I was, you know, I was really obviously a beginner because I had not been running. Um, but I think it's really um, easy to sort of look at these terms of beginner, intermediate, yeah. advanced and be like, Oh, well, it must be intermediate because I've done half marathons and I've run three times a week. And so I'm probably in the middle. That's exactly what I um, thought
2: with mine looking at it recently. And Esther and I were discussing ours last week. I kind of hadn't really looked properly at it before we sat down. And then I had an awful crushing moment where I was like six runs a week. What? I know, <laughs> six runs a week. And it was the lot, The first week was eight miles
3: the first week, I know. yeah. The first week's long run was eight miles. I know. Oh, I
2: thought my little—that's <laughs> not the right plan for no, you. Boys. I was like my two or three mile little tuples round the park. Suddenly, seemed like not enough base training at all. <laughs> but yeah, but I think that that's a, such a such a important thing because it can feel a bit demoralising when you've been running for a while to mm. be like, oh, bollocks. Yeah. So does that mean I am just yeah. a beginner still? Because this is too yeah. much for me. But so. Yeah
1: that's okay. Like that's absolutely fine. Um, and, and you say six days a week as well, that uh, like training plans, you can't, you, you tend to have the freedom to pick. So you could, you could train for a marathon running three days a week. Um, you could train for a marathon doing four or five. Mm -hmm. Like it, it depends on how much time you have available and using it in a smart way. And also, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're prone to injury, if you know you're prone to injury, actually doing a three-day run plan and then you know doing some bike sessions or just a bike ride or whatever to top that up um as as your cross training that's totally fine too like uh, there is not one size fits all when you say I'm training for a marathon it's not like oh you're running five days a week then like it it just it depends on on the individual and yeah um the other thing with training plans as well is that when you first start out, the majority of the runs will be quite tame. I they should yeah. be. They should be building you up to the longer stuff. Hmm. Um, for for a marathon training plan, you'd expect a long run. I mean, I I tend to work in time over distance. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I'm Which looking actually at quite now nice. yeah
2: and it's like, yeah. Longest yeah, it's like run, like an that. hour and a half it's like oh that's so nice that's so much yeah, nicer exactly. than 13 14 I swear it went up to 14 this other plan I don't know what I was doing yeah <laughs> um,
1: exactly and so um you you know your first long run might be like 45 minutes mm. or 60 minutes um, you know, something around the 10K mark for a marathon plan um, for your long run and, and building up. And, and that build up, you know, we talked about building up gradually. There's, um, there's like a, a magic number, shall we say, of, um, of building up your mileage 10% per week, which yeah. when you first start out and you're running, you know, let's say 12 miles total that week, your next week you then add 1.2 miles and you're like no I need to be running more than that but you really don't yeah um okay. and and your long runs you know you're probably going to get 3 to 4 no probably four long runs in and they will come kind of mid plan because then you've got a taper yeah yeah so for the last 2 to 3 weeks leading up to the race you will cut your mileage back and cut the intensity back. It's not, I'm going to put my feet up and not do any running for two mm. weeks so that I'm ready. It's, um, you know, it, it's keeping the legs ticking over, but it's getting them fresh, ready for race day. And when you get out the blocks on race day, you are going to feel like you've got a brand new pair of legs. So don't go off too fast.
3: <laughs> gotcha. Oh, so, I got, like, I got um, excited the, then. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. Um, the, um, but yeah, you, uh, right. So going back to the kind of intermediate to beginner plan thing, um, mm. I totally agree with you. So I was looking at an intermediate plan and it was suggesting that my, that I had something like four long runs that, were, that all of them were 18 plus. Um, mm. I know. And <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, I do. I don't, I don't have the time. Um because I think it was it was at least six weeks of for me four hour plus runs at the weekend and, yeah, and yeah. I just I just can't do that to my family. Um but that said I do want to get over twenty. Mm. Just a bit, not much. Yeah. yeah. Um so those last say the last four runs mm. and say I am beginning beginner to intermediate, or, mm. or what length should they be?
1: So um again like with the with the I want to just go over 20. That's that's an interesting thing that you've said there. Is that because mentally you feel like on the day having done something that's in the 20 zone yes feels like you can then manage the rest of it.
3: Literally that um, yeah. It was a, um, I remember it was a tip that Catherine Switzer said, because everyone yeah. was saying, you don't need to go more than 20, you don't need to go more than 20. And she did, she gave us a tip, which was just do 20 points something. Yeah. Um, and I did on my final, I mean, I literally did 20.1, because I remember that final long run was the most painful run of mm. my life. Yeah. Um, but it did really, really help with my confidence on the day itself. Yeah. So yeah. Just literally just, uh,
1: I mean, that is a great tip. And uh, Catherine Switzer is an absolute hero of mine. So I'm absolutely not going to contradict that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think what you've got to remember with the training, so those last four long runs, um, they'll probably, so they'll probably build up um, in length Um if we've got time, we'll come on to periodization in a minute as well, oh. um, to do with training plans. But um, yeah. so last four weeks pre taper, you're probably looking at something between like 16 to 20. And does it really matter if you go 16, 18, 20, 18, or 18, 16, 20? Like no, in in the grand scheme of things, no. Yeah. Because you've got other runs during that week, um, that you'll have in your legs. So you'll have tired legs anyway. And that's why, that's why training plans don't tell you to go and run a marathon during your training for a marathon. So I think that's a really important point to get out there as well, because mm. I could not get my head around that when I started, I was like, how am I going to run a distance that I've never run before on the day? Yeah. Like that sounds crazy. But the whole thing is, is that all of the training leading up to it is what's putting the fatigue into your legs. So come race day, you're not going to have all those additional miles in your legs feeling tired because of the taper. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of the, you know, the crowds will get you round. But, you know, Esther, your first marathon was there was no crowds. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so something else got you around yeah, that and that would yeah. be your training. And so, yeah. um, so, yeah, so. There isn't really like a magic number that's like, this is exactly what you should do. But the whole thinking, behind long runs is that they are your dress rehearsal for race day. You practice your fueling, you practice your hydration, you wear the kit that you're going to wear on race day because nothing new on race yeah. day. I
3: always make that mistake.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> don't you get those box fresh shoes out, don't you <laughs> try that gel that you picked up at the expo? It's so tempting. Oh. Um, but also in those in those four last sort of last four long run weeks, hopefully you'll get a bit of a mix of weather as well and it's really important to train in all weathers Mm. some people don't like running in rain totally get it but actually go and do a long run in your rain in the rain because if you turn up on race day and it's tipping it down um berlin there was a a berlin marathon i think it was 2019 Mm. um it was so wet and so miserable, people had to run it in their ponchos because it literally was ch- chucking oh God. it down. So, so yeah, practicing in yes. all weathers, and that's what yes. those long runs are for.
2: I okay. kind of had the opposite when, me. I was just going to say, when we were training for the bath half in 2020, that I remember, yeah. Um, yeah, training in that because it was kind of over, like, January, February, March time. I got really used to training in the miserable and I quite liked it because it was quite cool. And then yeah. I tried to do a couple of runs a month or so later, had a, had a month off. And then it was, you know, by this stage, it was April, May, and it was lovely, nice, sunnier weather. And I hated mm. it. I was like, oh, I'm mm. yeah. so sweaty. Funny. And I, I, yeah,
3: I really struggled. I, think mm. I, I feel like that always happens because of the positioning of, of marathons and half marathons because of the spring autumn thing. Yeah. That you, obviously, you do your training through the extremes of weather, yeah. so either like winter or summer. So I with the virtual, I had a really, really hot lockdown summer. Yeah. Was mm. it lockdown summer? Yeah. Yes, it a was. Bit. A yeah. hot lockdown yeah. summer. Um, and... Um, Uh, and then it and it absolutely pissed it down on so much so that I remember panicking on the morning off because I hadn't prepared for that whatsoever and Mm -hmm. in the end like grabbed um a peaked cap yeah um which I am forever thankful for doing it was a summer it was a summer hat but I just wanted to get something off my face you know Um,
1: yeah Absolutely, yeah. I trained for the hottest London marathon on record through Beast, of, Beast from the East. Um, oh my uh, God! There you go. God. That's
2: <laughs> such, a, such a good way of, of demonstrating that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I did. Um, we we had a twenty-mile race booked as the long run. So that's the other thing about booking a race for um, like practicing is that actually you then get a medal for your long run, and who doesn't love want it? That. Yeah,
2: but, and but you get the, your water race, and your flapjacks. Yeah,
1: Yeah, (laughs) but the race was over in Lancashire, and I was in Yorkshire, and there was so much snow that we couldn't get over the Pennines, it was too dangerous to drive. And so, um, my friend and I went to the local gym and we did 20 miles on the treadmill.
0: Oh my god,
1: my my (laughs) life! And they sent us the medal anyway, Trimple 20, by the way, because shout out to them, they
3: were incredible! Oh, bless them! Oh my god, um, I mean, do not recommend. <laughs> <That sounds> awful. <laughs> right. So very quickly, because we do have a little mm. treat for you and in, in about mm. one minute's time. Explain the periodization that you just mentioned.
1: Yes. So periodization. So um, the the whole idea of periodization is 16 weeks is a long time to train. So the, it, you, what you might see on your training plan, which will blow your mind a little bit, is that you'll build that up. And then like one week, it'll look like, you, you know, you, you've gone back down again. And you're like, mm. well, hang on a minute, I was building like, I want to keep going further and do mm. more. But the whole idea of, of taking that sort of step back week is to almost reset your body, freshen up a little bit, ready to go again for the next four weeks. And <clears throat> actually for us women um menstrual cycle four weeks like if you can try and get your your menstrual cycle in sync with your periodization it is you know the magic the magic formula um because on weeks like my my week before I come on Mm. I am miserable raging and have no energy and yeah. so for me that's the ideal drop down week. So I'm like don't want to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Um and so so that periodization of your training the idea of that is to to build and then have a drop back week just to reset, start again, build, drop back, start again, build, race.
3: Interesting. I love that idea because it's also for me it's also my perfect carb loading week. As well mm. the week before because I just want all of the food yeah and I just allow myself to have all the, the food yeah <laughs> so, of course yeah always <laughs> always as one should yeah. in <laughs> life but um oh brilliant that's um yeah that is a lot of food for thought that's fantastic Anna thank you so much we have a little treat for you I did pre-warn you and you did and, yeah, I'm very excited yeah, about so this <laughs> Holly and I have just started doing a tiny little quiz and I love we're, a quiz. We mm-hmm. love doing quizzes with random questions. Um, but yeah, we've done this for so I did one for Holly, and Holly's done one for me, and we loved it so much, and we had so much fun that we thought, you know what, why not subject guests to the pod to the same experience? Yeah.
2: I wonder oh whether God.
3: you are going to have a lot less trouble
2: with this, Anna, than we did. Because <laughs> I, think, I think she'll have less trouble. <laughs> but yeah. should we give it a go? Have you got the sound Yeah, I've
3: got my sound effects. I, I know. It's so, oh, but forgotten. Anna, you
2: need to be able to, or, or
3: Esther can,
2: okay, so Esther can do, a, can do a buzz. Hang yeah. a second.
3: Put your hand up when you want to answer. For, I'd forgotten our theme tune. i have forgotten if it's this one or not. Oh, yeah, that's
2: it. Yeah, this is what we decided
3: was a theme tune. Love it.
2: Oh, forgot about that welcome that. Turn off. <laughs> to another quiz today in the hot seat where's your sparkly jacket i oh, know that's Sorry. true no yeah. i do oh and i said oh i my need God. a microphone that i'm actually holding as well don't i <laughs> yeah you do but today in the hot seat we have anna harding and
1: Excellent. the first
2: question Anna. no that was quite that added a little bit of drama i quite like that the first question anna, that we have for you today is who holds the Women's Marathon Record. Ooh. World record is now a, this is. Should I
3: do, should I do a ping for you?
1: Yeah, I think it's Bridget Cosguy. Absolutely correct.
3: Yay! 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 <laughs>
2: um, I can't remember how many we were giving, but I'm going to say that's about 10 points. And yeah. then I'm going to say for, an, for a bonus five, Oh, no! Let's Ooh. say bonus ten because this is quite hard. To the nearest minute. Do you know what the time is? Oh, yeah, God. yeah. I'm, I it knew is... it to the nearest second oh my though. <laughs> oh my okay, God. then you get fifteen. Okay.
1: Two fourteen oh four. You are so <gasps> so <gasps> correct. Anna, Anna oh, Harding yeah. with
2: twenty five <laughs> points on just the first round. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay. Question two. Sorry, sorry. Thank you, the lovely studio oh, audience. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so they're loyal studio audience. This is so fun. Um, I know, great. Question two. Now I think this is going to be a nice, easy one, but we'll see. How many miles is a ten k run? And if you get extra points, if you can do this to the decimal, not to the, not to the, you know, how many? Oh yeah, uh, uh, for the, yeah, yeah. the first. Couple. Okay, it's six point two. Oh, she's knocked it out of the park again! It's another ten points for Anna Hardy. Thank you, studio audience. Question three.
3: I love doing this. I know it's so, it's fun, so fun, fun, isn't
2: it? We 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 have the ability. We were saying to put the sound effects in afterwards, but we don't want to now because it's, it's not as fun. It's too fun. <laughs> it's too fun. Question three. How many muscles do you use? On average, with every step on a run, and this can be to the nearest sort of, you know, the nearest Ooh. round
1: number potentially. Like in your whole in body. In your whole body. So many, like glutes, quads, hummies, calf, of which there's like mm-hmm. three loads in your feet. Like, oh, what was it to the nearest to the nearest round I'm number? Oh, nearest round number.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Thirty. It's 200
0: Stars. I was so <laughs> shocked by this. What?
2: I was
1: so
0: okay. shocked by
1: this. I wish I could oh. tell you what they all are. Wow. I mean, I'm training to be a personal trainer at the moment, so I feel like I need to go back to my textbooks.
2: Ah. poor. Oh, I,
3: 200.
2: 200, I think I was extremely shocked by. Shocking. I mean, I suppose every grimace. Yeah, they're including (laughs) eyes in that, aren't they? Okay. Wow. So, so far, scores on the doors. We've got Anna Harding with 35 points.
3: Ooh, that's good. That's very good. Thanks,
2: dear audience. Thank you. Number four. (laughs) This ties in really nicely with what we were talking about earlier. I've had to go for the US population because I couldn't find a world figure. <laughs> Ooh, but what percentage yeah. of the US population has completed a marathon? One. It's 0.5. Stop but it. Let's say, I think, I oh, think yeah, on, I think we're going to give you five points for that because <laughs> yeah, they could, so. potentially that could have been a, a rounded down figure.
3: I, I still think <laughs> I that is have bonkers. Said one. <laughs> I think yeah. that's bonkers. You're yeah. right about
1: the echo chamber. I know. Yeah. Isn't it? I know. I nearly said that on the pod as well. I was nearly like, oh, yeah, because not everyone's run one because only yeah. 1% have. But I don't know how up to date that yeah. is and now. Yeah, maybe, because-
2: and maybe 1% is, is more like the world figure. Oh, yeah. that was just US. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I was so shocked. because You're 100% right. We completely live in an echo chamber with it
3: and think that... Mm we I think it's sort of 95 percent, and we're the only ones yeah, that happen exactly <laughs> and also
1: really important to say that if you haven't run a marathon like running a marathon is not that does not make you a runner like mm-hmm. if you haven't run a marathon you're still a runner like it yeah it, it yeah. just isn't for some people and so it's not like you build up and then once you hit marathon you like graduate to running school yeah ra- ra- graduate running school like yeah. some people just don't want to do marathons yeah. Completely. Yeah, yeah, that's very understandable.
3: (laughs) Right, how many questions do we have left? We've only got one
1: left.
2: (gasps) I know, and this is my favourite question of the quiz, potentially so far. How many? Oh, sorry. How much sweat are human feet capable of producing in a day?
1: And this is a metric,
2: a a liquid metric. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, like mills and litres. Yeah. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> She's given us a lot of thought. I know.
1: Feet, I mean, I don't have particularly sweaty feet. But I do. But capable of producing <clears throat> maybe 500 mils. I'm going to give wow. that to you
2: because the answer is a pint. Is yeah, 15 points for MJ. that one because I was never expecting you to get close to that. I had, I thought wow. it be like a tablespoon.
1: Yeah, I like, know, yeah, yeah, like 500. A that's like, a, I swear that's, a that's like, I
2: know, disaster. I know.
0: Oh. oh, it's me. That's oh. just, in
2: fact, if that's the average, that's just because I'm over here producing about three pints <laughs> while everybody else oh. is doing a more decent amount. <laughs>
1: Have a of your pen. sweat please <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Holly we're going to need scores okay, on the doors the final hang
2: scores on, hang on, oh, hang on. Oh. the final scores on the doors are 55 points Yay! Yay! is that good yeah that's definitely good I think Esther and I got That's similar, but we had about ten questions in us. I did not oh. get similar. So I
3: did not not to that. No, because you got like every single one right, didn't you?
1: Yeah. The muscles. The muscles. The muscle used for The only one that was wrong, but everything yeah. else. I
2: cannot believe you got the exact the exact uh, marathon record from Bridget Crosby. Oh no, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. so I'm so <laughs> impressed. And you got the it's you so got awesome. the bonus foot sweat question, which was meant to be just a silly question. that <laughs> I thought you were never going to get. I
1: know, right? I I mean, I I was—I actually impressed myself with that as well. Anna Harding,
2: thank you for taking part in the quiz, and you're top of the leaderboard now because you're top of the leaderboard.
0: Yay!
1: Yay! (laughs) Until you do your next podcast. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Anna. This has been absolutely delightful. It was lovely. I love catching up with you guys. I've got a quick question for you, though, Esther. Yeah. When we started this pod, you were a bit like, oh, I've got 16 weeks to my marathon. I don't know what I'm doing. Do you feel pumped and ready to go?
3: I'm never pumped, but I definitely feel ready to go. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yay! Welcome
0: back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's another one that we for full disclosure we always struggle with just when we when we do these kind of like, you know, kicking off the episode and then we'll chat to a guest and then is that we have to pretend that we haven't just sat for 30 seconds silently and then gone (laughs) welcome. Wasn't that a lovely chat with Anna?
3: God, we're crap. are we? This is we this are. is breaking
2: the fourth wall, the third wall. I know that we're wall. leaving absolutely know. no mystery to the whole thing now. There are There is we? no mystery. No, It's, no, it's, it's like dreadful. we've done a big old poo in front of you, and you're our boyfriend. To say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 why did that? Why was that? What we thought was? away would be mystery. It's always yeah, pooing it's always in front pooing. of someone, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I've got a story. Um yeah well it's not a story actually this is a letter from a listener um and it's it's not it, it it's not about poo that's what I was going to say speaking oh, of security thank you I'm, oh god really grinding the gears to get that segue in <laughs> yeah. um shall i read it to you do it's a little bit of a telling off but i'm quite oh. happy about it okay so this is from lovely holly excellent mm-hmm. name who is a podcast listener she said love the podcast chat and look forward to listening to you every week but which made my heart sink initially yeah um, because I thought she was going to go aren't you both incredibly dull um (laughs) but she doesn't she says I have just had to pause at the section where you're talking about not using the proper weight section at the gym she's put all of that in inverted commas to get in touch with you I have recently got into strength training and I love it so much and I totally get that intimidation However, I urge you to push through and take up space in the gym. It really grinds my gears when there are several women crammed into a tiny little stretch area when there is a huge area free to be used that they feel they can't access. Ultimately, you are paying to be on the gym floor, so use it. And if you really feel you're not welcome in the weights room, I would question the ethos of the gym and take your money elsewhere. I would love to see women's running encouraging women to pick up weights and take up space. So (gasps) here we are. Thank you, Holly. And you're 100% right. We should. She totally is. She
3: totally is. And yes, we should. We absolutely should. I think we have
2: both written articles about how women should take up space in the gym. And yet here we are not applying that same logic to ourselves.
3: And it is always that bit, isn't it? I think you, you do tend to, as a woman, towards the sort of cardio machines mm. which which are more kind of solitary and everything um and I, I did i used to go to a gym before um where you'd see men at the free weights and do another
0: kind of oh, oh, oh,
3: all this kind of noise and kind of yeah spot you know, me, lifting spot me. Up, yeah and lifting <laughs> up a weight once and then dropping it and then walking off and it's like yeah but that's done loads of good well, yeah, done, well, well done. done you are growing muscles right there. in the gym today yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and we totally deserve to be there because like strength training is where it's at that's the thing that is it's it I think it is like the best exercise we can possibly do yeah. for our kind of bone health for our physical health it's just it's and for, for like our running longevity as well it's absolutely yeah. brilliant so Holly is absolutely right and that's something I say quite a lot on this podcast oh, I was about I to say yeah ironically Holly is absolutely
2: right that I was completely wrong and Esther was completely wrong. <laughs> it is completely it's totally understandable but yeah I 100% agree yeah. strength training is it's also I I'm I'm really enjoying the gym almost more than running at the moment.
3: Oh really? I don't Holly. know why. I just what?
2: just enjoying the gym but I'm not when I say the gym you know I am yeah. in classes. But oh, yeah. Holly is potentially going to make me brave enough to use my gym membership for slightly more than a majority female class because yeah yeah, i i deserve to take up space just as much as men and so do you you totally do you totally
3: do and talking of taking up space it's time for us now to go and fill our glasses right it's a friday afternoon it's a friday
2: afternoon Oh, it's another Friday afternoon where I'm about to go and sit on the M4 but oh. I am cleverly leaving it a little bit earlier this time so hopefully by 6 o'clock I will be sat with my cold glass of Savvy Bee and I'm having Nothing. a barbecue. Oh,
0: I know, amazing. I know.
2: Coleslaw has been requested. I'm going to pick <laughs> it up on the way.
3: <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wr podcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and we're working hard to add more rewards for you very soon. For the price of a very cheap coffee, you'll join our gang and be the first to know. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?